How come you always such a fussy young man? Don't want no Captain Crunch, don't want no Raisin Bran. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Top of the List. I'm RB here with my co-host Dom. Say what's up, Dom. What's up, everybody? <laughs> and we, if you did not get that one, that's fine because you're not a weird head like me, but we will be reviewing Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Uh, this was one of my most anticipated films of this year. I am a huge Weird Al Yankovic fan. I've seen him in concert. I've watched everything and anything I can find about him. You can hear the excitement in my voice. This was one of my most anticipated films of the year. Daniel Radcliffe, of course, one of my favorite actors as well. We grew up with him as Harry Potter, now taking on full 180 role, really, if you ask me, uh, as Weird Al. Um, Roku Channel was the one who put this one out. I think I said uh, a lot of energy here. I'm going to kind of control, reel in my excitement a little bit. Dom, I'm going to let you start talking about this one a little bit. Yeah, we had to we we didn't know when we were really going to fit this one in because RB was having a hard time figuring out how to watch it on the Roku app, but he he did get around to seeing it. Um I saw it a couple of weeks ago with my mom and um because I have a Roku TV and I just watched it on there. Um and I I'm not really that big of a Yankovic fan, but I know how big of a fan RB is, and the only reason I was really interested in this one was because of Daniel Radcliffe's inclusion in it, and that's what really drew me to this one, and I knew how much RB would want to see it. I'm not typically a comedy movie guy that, will you know, you where you I would like um, I'm trying to think of other parody movies like I guess are like like a scary movie. And like those are yeah, kind of like parody, yeah. parody movies. I, I, I'm i not really the kind of person that would like, like go to those kind of movies or seek those out. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, you would you had said this is this looked really good. And I saw the trailer and I do have to say not only was I surprised at how funny this movie was. But I was surprised that at just like the level of creativity that went into this movie and the committed performance from Daniel Radcliffe. And I just I thought that it's very rare where you find a movie where like 90 percent of the jokes hit. And yeah. um, I felt that way kind of about like Thor Ragnarok and stuff like that. And I felt that way about this one. I felt that way about, you know, a few other uh, the 21 and 22 Jump Street movies. I mm. thought those were both like, you know. Almost every joke was hilarious, and I felt the same way about this one. So when there's a good comedy movie out there, I'll be the first one to praise it. And yeah, this weird is definitely a fantastic comedy movie. Um, I go as far to say it's one of the must-see movies this year. I give it a nine out of ten. I think honestly, nine out of ten. All right, perfect. Uh, I love this movie. Obviously, this has been a movie for me that I've been hyped about since twenty. I want to say sixteen. So. <laughs> That was the first time I saw Weird Al in concert and they made Funny or Die made a fake trailer for this movie that they played on the big screen at the Hollywood Bowl. So wow. I've been anticipating this movie since I saw that. Wow. And um, I'm so glad it came out. I could not be happier with what they did with it. From minute one when Weird Al comes on the screen and said, this is my 100% accurate and not at all satirical biopic. Yes. Um, to to the final credit scene and the post credit scene, even in this one, I love the ride. Uh, I do have a nitpick, one yeah. major nitpick, and this is why I'm going to give this an eight and a half out of ten. I can't quite give it a nine out of ten, even okay. though this is a satirical music biopic. You, I wish they included more of his music. I was I had my, a feeling my, you were going to say that. One knock. Um, I look back at my two most recent favorite music biopics, which were uh, Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody. 
Me too. Mm-hmm. There was so much music from end to end in that film. And there were certain times where I was like, oh, they should have left this. I mean, again, this this comes from me being such a diehard Weird Al fan. Oh, this song would have fit in here. Oh, this would have fit in perfectly. Um, they left out two of my favorite Weird Al songs as well, which I'm a little salty about. They didn't play Smells Like Nirvana or Canadian Idiot, which are like my two favorites because they're spoofs of music in my era. They also didn't play White and Nerdy, which some may refer to as my theme song. Uh <laughs> So, you know, I think there were some opportunities to miss that that we missed a little bit of, of music in there. But otherwise, I mean, it was hilarious. Like you said, to me, all the jokes hit. I yeah. loved everything about it. Um, he, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. And I think Daniel Radcliffe did a great job embodying Al Yankovic in the non-music scenes. Of course, I'm fairly certain that most of the music was uh, was dubbed over with Weird Al's voice. But beyond yeah, that, yeah, and you I can tell so easily. And that's what's one of the best parts of this movie. It's definitely not afraid to make fun of itself. Yep, and yep. the way that they switch over to Al Yankovic actually doing the voice of the singing he uh the, the when it clicks on there's just something magical and hilarious about that and and that's something that you can never take away from this movie or Al Yankovic's music for that part yep very much so very much so so um yeah i mean i, I think you and i were talking about this all, i mean even before i watched this when you were selling me on on watching this when i you know couldn't find uh find it online and i think you hit the nail on the head here is you said what was so amazing about this is it encapsulated three or four, five even different styles of music biopics into one movie. And I thought that was awesome. I couldn't agree more with you. And I really haven't seen a movie ever do that, which is the main reason I give this a nine. That's why I think it's a must-see. I haven't seen any movie do that. And not only that, it's also an action movie at some point as well. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I I think one film that comes to mind that this reminded me quite a bit about was, if you've ever watched the John C. Riley film, Walk Hard, no, I'm not familiar. Okay, so it, it was released shortly after Walk the Line, which was the Johnny Cash uh, biopic. And it was John C. Riley playing a guy named Dewey Cox. <laughs> but it, it went through different eras of biopics. It started off very similarly to, to Elvis almost in, in the 50s, and it goes through the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And he's going through it. The joke through it is through every era, he's going through a different drug. You know, he starts with weed and then LSD and then oh. and then cocaine. Um, oh man! But I mean, it kind of reminded me of that, except for it took it to the next level, which right. was even more special that it wasn't just sort of a, a reused idea, but it took it that next step up. Yeah. And I, and I do have to say while we're, before we go into specifics about what happens, I think I have to say one of my more negative things about this movie is that um, number one, it's, it's really hard to access it if you want to yeah. see it. Number two, it's very low quality. Uh, it doesn't stream in anything higher than like 720p. Yeah. So it's yeah. very low quality. Um, and with commercials, correct? And I with mean, commercials, I, mine, mine so I with don't like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's kind of hurts the pacing a little bit. So it's like, it's a nitpick for sure. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. It's, it's it's worth noting. Yeah, very that's much That's kind so. of one of my biggest things with this movie. Yep. Because the pacing could have been so perfect if it wasn't in that format. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I That's my big negative. Agree. But other than that, do you yeah. want to go into spoilers and talk about specifics? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think with the spoilers, wee, 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 I think the first thing we talk about is I, I think not just Daniel Radcliffe, but I think the outstanding performance of this ensemble cast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I think the guy who hit this role out of the park was um, was Rain Wilson as Dr. Demento. He did uh, of really course, good. Yeah, Dr. Demento was the radio DJ that discovered Al Yankovic. 
um, actually discovered him. He came and spoke at Weird Al's high school in uh, in Long Beach or Linwood, where he was from. And Weird Al gave him uh, gave him a recording of one of his songs, and he actually played it on his radio station. That you know, I I know I'm going over points here, but that was my other favorite thing about this film was a lot of the jokes were oh you don't just don't become an overnight success. A lot of that stuff actually did happen to Weird Al. Like he did record songs in a bus station bathroom. That actually happened. Like, and that's really great. I love the way that they blurred what was fiction and what yep, wasn't. Exactly. It just, it was so great. It was like, okay, I yeah. could see that happening. And then when more ludicrous things do happen, you're like, is that real? Did that really yeah. happen or did yeah, that you not? You have to look it up. Exactly. And but I mean, and, and that's what's great about Rain Wilson is Dr. Demento is Dr. Demento was that quirky kind of guy. You know, that's what he was known as. That was his persona. And he was out as that persona. And, and not, I think and Rain Wilson just, embodies it perfectly. Absolutely. And not just Rain Wilson, but like I, that. And this is one other major positive of the movie that it, it did have a bigger message. It was about all these people in Hollywood that were known for being weird. I love the scene at the party where yeah. and my favorite cameo of the movie, Jack Black. I, I forget what who he's playing. Jack. As Wolfman Jack. Jack Black as Wolfman Jack is one of the best things ever. Yeah. He was he was amazing in it. And of course, at that party scene, you had Andy Warhol, who was played by Conan O'Brien. I don't know if you noticed that. That Uh, Yeah, Pee Wee Herman was there, uh, Gallagher, Tiny Tim. Yeah, there were a lot. Yeah, that was that was awesome. That was a great sequence. Yeah, as well as the the the, uh, earlier sequence in the bar where we get some more famous faces in in the bar Mm -hmm. as bikers. (laughs) Yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I think the, the cast all together is amazing. And then, you know, we get Rain Wilson as Dr. Demento, but then we take a more serious turn in uh, when Madonna shows up and Evan Rachel Wood in this role, I thought oh my was amazing gosh. as well. Yeah. But let me tell you this, RB, this is what makes this movie so special to me. I mean, when Madonna first arrives in this movie, I love the way she's introduced mm. and I just... They did such a great job the way that they made the movie feel different once she was a part of the cast. Like, yep. does that make sense? Like, they did a really no, good agree. job. And Evan Rachel Wood is really agree. good. Yeah, she is. She is awesome. And her her role is her, her playing of Madonna is so outlandish. It's believable. Yes. I mean, that's yes. the thing. She plays it so perfectly. She doesn't play Madonna. She plays a satirical version of Madonna and plays it just so spot on that her going and and you know, wanting to be with Weird Al to get the the what is it, the Yankovic bump all the way to, you know, oh, it's all business decisions. So her taking over the cartel for, for Pablo Escobar after yeah. she, you know, yeah, was incredible and killing Weird Al at the end. Yeah, and I love and this is kind of she's crying. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is another kind of reason why I, I compared it. I think we had talked before. I compared it to Tropic Thunder and mm-hmm. uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s performance in Tropic Thunder because Evan Rachel Wood isn't playing um she's not playing madonna she's playing the version the 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 idea of madonna that every guy had in their head at that time period absolutely which is just perfect the way that she that she was able to play a character inside another character inside another character like that's what it felt like to me yep very much so very very much so and she stayed true to it the whole role it doesn't ever you know she's very clearly for lack of a better term all gas no break in this role and it doesn't it doesn't let up throughout the movie that oh she's calming down from her craziness for lack of a better term she keeps it going throughout the movie and i think not only is that a credit to her acting but also to the screenwriting here yeah and the the direction as well the directors yeah which i believe weird al had a hand in as well yeah he was all over this 
Yes. Uh, and then one, one other final performance I'd like to highlight. I think it's, I mean, it always makes me laugh when, when actors choose to do this, but when we have Weird Al on screen as Tony Scotty, the, the record executive, you know, yeah. all in a suit and tie, we've never seen Weird Al with that, with the straight hair and, you know, all, all and I, it took me a while to figure out that was actually him. I was, why do I know that face? Who is that? And yeah. I had to look it up. Oh my God, that's Weird Al. <laughs> it's just something we've never seen before. We've never seen Weird Al without his big frizzy hair and his, his bright Aloha shirts, you know? So I thought, I thought that was awesome as well. And funny that they, they tied him into that. And the scene where we're at the, uh, the music awards, the woman who's sitting next to him is actually Weird Al's wife, which I thought was great. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know so that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought, it was just again everything landed, and whether you were a you know a big Weird Al fan or you know someone who's just slightly familiar with his music, I think obviously as it alluded to in the film, everyone knows "Eat It." That's that's what he's known for. Um, it, it introduces people like yourself who aren't huge Weird Al fans to some of his earlier music. I mean, his first album was covered in this. There was only one song from his first album not on there, but "My Bologna." Uh, I love Rocky Road and another one ride, drives the bus. Uh, another one rides the bus were three of his first songs that you know before he was even really known. It introduces new people to that, and then of course that's paying homage to Weird Al to, for you know some of his loyal fans who knew that. So I think it's awesome. I think it plays to a, a wider audience than just huge Weird Al fans. Yeah, I fully agree, and I think that we were comparing it to some other music biopics, and we can as well, even though it's a parody of it. We yep. can compare it to you know Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man. Um, and that's kind of where I feel like a music biopic lives and dies, whether or not is this movie made for just really diehard fans of this artist, or is it made for people that maybe aren't that familiar with the artist can still go and learn more and come out of the movie loving something that they wouldn't have known anything about before watching that movie. And I think that this movie falls into that category, along with Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody. They, they All of the recent music biopics have done a great job at that. So, you yeah. Know. Yeah, and this one did so. as well. So. And, and yeah, I think that's something that screenwriters and directors are learning when they write this is there, there's uh, the initial idea, I think, with biopics and even before biopics, when we had like documentaries on MTV, like before uh, behind the music, mm. um, you know, it's just a matter of those were made at first when this first idea came for the diehard fans. And I think, you know, as we talked about Rocketman and Bohemian Rhapsody, those are made for all sorts of levels of fans up to and including a young group who have, may have never heard of that artist to introduce them to it. So I, I totally agree. Um, and I, again, I think the way this film was handled by Weird Al and company was, was awesome. It didn't take itself too seriously, um, which of course it's Weird Al. You didn't expect it to, but it was, it was just a fun ride the whole way through. If, if you take away one thing from this movie, having no idea who Weird Al is, it's fun. It's a fun movie to watch. Uh, absolutely. And and that's kind of my my final point on it here. I mean, if, if our our devout listeners are listening and, and they know, we also reviewed another big music biopic this year, and that is Elvis. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, no, I, I don't remember what your score was, RB, but I remember Hi. mine was eight and a half. It'll be on my top 10. Yeah. And I, I mean, this movie, I gave a nine. So that's right. I, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that weird is a, that, you know, weird is on the same level as Elvis, because they're two different kind of movies. But I mean, as far it as enjoyment goes, I'm sorry. Th this film knew what it was. It didn't take itself too seriously. And a lot of films plagued themselves with that. But that's why you're giving it a high score, I, I, yes. I would assume, is this film knew exactly what kind of film it was supposed to be. 
Absolutely. And I'm just saying, as far as enjoyment, enjoyment goes, I walked away from weird way enjoying it. You're not way more, but like I enjoyed it more than Elvis. And that's just the way it is. You know, I, I loved Elvis and I loved the performance by Austin Butler, but this movie I enjoyed more. I had a better time watching this movie than Elvis because I did have a few bumps in the road in that one. And well, this one I, I didn't. I think, this one flowed well. I think there's a clear reason as to why. Then why is that, RB? You actually enjoy comedy films, whether or not you want to admit it. You like comedy more than drama. So that, that's what it is. <laughs> Score one for the comedy fan. Let's go. Yeah, it was it was either that or it was some of Baz Luhrmann's choices in Elvis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Baz Luhrmann makes some interesting choices, but he made a great movie nonetheless. And we both gave it above an eight out of ten. Yeah. So yep. see what's going to happen, guys. Will will it be Elvis or weird that makes it onto my top ten this year? What's the music yep. biopic going to take there? You know? I don't know. I don't know. So so far, it's looking like weird. But maybe yeah. I maybe I look back at Elvis and you know bump it up a little bit. Who knows? Who knows? And yep. people are, dude. I'm going to tell you right now while we end the show here that people are going to be mad at me if they're listening and they really care because uh, I have I have my one, two, and three are ten, ten, nine and a half, and then my fourth place is a ten. Okay. People are going to go okay. crazy about that because yep. I yep. have a yep. nine and a half. It's higher driving than me two. crazy. It's driving me crazy. I, I got to explain it though. And you, you guys okay. will have to ch- yep. tune yep. in for that. Yeah. Well, we got, we've got what, just about one month. We're, we're hitting December tomorrow. So one month away from that as well, from our, our top 10 of the year, of course, top of the list, our namesake. We have, we've kind of gone away from the list, but that that's the one that's tried and true. Every new year we'll do that top 10 or we're going to top 10. We were five. Now so many great films coming out, coming out of the pandemic. We'll do a top 10 this year for sure. Absolutely. So you guys can tune in for that. You can tune in for our reviews of Wednesday, the new Netflix uh, original series. Uh, That looks really good uh, from the creator, uh, Tim Burton. We'll be excited to deliver that for you guys as well as another Netflix film, um, Enola Holmes 2, coming your way as well as another Netflix film, Glass Onion. So we got a lot of Netflix stuff coming your guys' way. Um, did I miss something as well, Arby? I think I forgot. I mean, just, just other films that we've been seeing in theaters of later that are coming to the theaters right. soon. Uh, the most recent one, uh, I just had a chance to see it. You said you were going to go see it pretty soon. Right. And I think will be on my top 10 of the list. The Fablemans, uh, of course, Steven, Steven Spielberg's semi-fictional, semi-fact biopic. Uh, if you couldn't tell, we love biopics, or at least I do for sure. And I think I think we both do. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, so Fablemans will definitely need to talk about once you get around to seeing that. Of course, The Way of Water coming out in a couple of weeks. So we wanted to do a review of the original Avatar, uh, either with the same episode or maybe a week in advance. We'll see. And then uh, beyond that, we're still we're still looking to sneak in our House of Dragon and po- Rings of Power review. Uh, but we have a lot of content coming for all of you, the viewer uh, or the listener, I should say. Uh, Don, why don't you tell them where you can, where they can find us? Yeah, absolutely. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is search top of the list with RB and Dom. You'll find us there. Give us a five-star review. Let us know in the comments what you guys want us to see. What's at the top of your list? Have you seen Weird yet or you don't have a Roku account? Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> let us know what you think in the comments. Um, also, in the description, check out our Twitters. You can check out what we've been retweeting on our public Twitters, as well as our letterboxed accounts. You can see kind of our ratings as we go through these new movies. And, and so far, sometimes, like for, for, for instance, this episode, I put up my rating of weird 
before we made the podcast. So if people were looking at my profile, they could have seen that I really enjoyed weird before we recorded the episode. So you can go ahead and do that yourself with a link down in the description. Um, other right, than everybody. that, yeah. we're good to I, go. I mean, yeah, I, I, I apologize for those of you that I was a little too excited for this one, but like no, I said, five, love five six years in the waiting. Uh, we were excited for this one for sure. Dom, my last question for you before we sign off. After watching this, are you going to get down and funky to some Weird Al music? Oh, absolutely, dude. I, I mean, after this movie, I was I was humming my bologna while I was making a sandwich for lunch the next day. Now, now that's exactly what this film did. So then it was successful. We hope we were yep. successful in reviewing this for you and we get you to go out and check out Weird. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you later.